Hi, welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect with your host, myself, Keisha. Um, This podcast is a 30-minute podcast about things that I have been pondering about and usually it's about current events and I just say my point of view on those things. So this is the official episode one and the title of this episode is Being Black is Lit, but Dangerous as Fuck, AF. Yes, you heard me right. So, let's get into the tea, shall we? So, this pot, this subject is actually split in two. I have been watching the news, as I, as it's been my favorite pastime for the last year. Um, and I was just awestruck and I shouldn't be awestruck of what's going on in Georgia I have been thinking about this for the last couple of days and actually to tell you the truth I kind of had a feeling this may happen since January 6th if you remember what I think we all remember what January 6th was but I felt it coming and It just brought me back to what my grandmother used to say about how it was when she was growing up in Alabama and how hard it was. When she told me stories like that, I had no desire, and this does not go against any of my family members who live in the South, but I didn't really have any desire to live there because I always had a feeling that we would get a repeat. And those who are of us who pay attention to the world and how things happen, we see circles all around us and history just replaying itself. So why does history replay itself? I firmly believe that history replays itself because we didn't get the solution right the first time. Let me repeat that again. We did not get the solution right the first time. Meaning that we can say that we have found the solution to a problem, but because we did not find the right solution, we might have found the convenient solution does not stop the same thing coming back again. So if we look at Georgia, and I do believe when Jim Crow was ended, that was the right solution for that time. And giving us the vote, that was a solution that took a long time to get. And I'm very happy for that because... As an African-American woman, I love my vote. That's all about democracy right there. But what I really feel that should have been put in place is what is being proposed now. A federal mandate that says that no matter who you are, race, creed, color, religion, or disability... Oh, no matter where you live, 
you have a federal right to a vote. And what gets my heart is that now we're living in what is Jim Crow redo or part two or part do, no matter how you want to say it. And the pictures from the night that bill was signed just runs through my head. An elected black official being arrested for politely knocking on the door to witness the signing and possibly stop it. The room of older white males, all Republican, sitting around their Republican governor as he signed this document, which condemned not only disenfranchised peoples, and I am including low economic standing white people in that bracket as well, but also our young people and our elders. Because if you remember the last election, the lines in Georgia went around and around four or five times over. They had family members bring them chairs, water and food. Now that stops. And they're saying, oh, the election officials will bring them stuff. We're not guaranteed that. What is so wrong for my family member to bring me some water or a sandwich? And I've been in line for almost seven hours to practice my right to vote. I don't get that. I really don't. So, I mean, I know with our last administration, and I spoke this out when I was in graduate school in a class, and I was with a bunch of people, well, I was in class with a bunch of students, I should say, of all diverse ages and, 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 and cultures. And there was a young lady who was in there and said, Oh, I'm not voting. And this was back when it was Hillary versus the Cheeto. Oh, I'm not voting. And I strongly encouraged her in the middle of class, in the middle of the class, and said, you got to vote. Your no vote is a yes vote for the wrong person. I didn't realize it was at the time there were so many people who did not vote. And we suffered for four years with an administration that called the coronavirus, the China flu, and called people who were white supremacists and proud boys as patriots 
and end up leading an insurrection on on our legal branch our congress so i see where people could be hurt because their guy didn't get in the office i'm sorry that your guy didn't get in the office i'm happy for the change because things are changing for the better and that's a wonderful thing but what gets me and with this law is that if we look back in our history when we had these type of laws on the books it brought black people into a new kind of slavery that even though they were freed or they owned property or slavery was over in most instances people were not able to be free they were not able to be democratic they couldn't have a say in their own lives now don't get me wrong there are some people who feel that way now unfortunately I'm not one of those people I live a pretty good life. You know, I had my struggles, like most people. But I did not let those struggles define me. I feel almost as if the people at that time of the original Jim Crow had no other choice but let their circumstances define them. And when you have circumstances that are negative defining you who is trying to be positive that brings a whole morale down of a people so that they can live in the same circumstances that people who are over them i.e. white people, masters whoever you want to call them empower I would love to say, and it is true, we have made so many strides in changing that narrative. It took so long to do. And I'm so happy it's done. But it still makes you wonder how we did a total 360 and we're going back to Jim Crow. Now, I live in a very progressive state. So, but I'm not saying my state is perfect. My state is not perfect. And I often hear from people, the South is progress- progressing as well. But with what Georgia did, makes me wonder change has happened in that state how progressive is it now I do hope that all these proposals that the house has made for voting rights especially 
the one named after my frat brother, Mr. Good Trouble himself, gets passed. Because that would change, that would be a game changer. That would be a game changer. Or, even better, I hope that the Biden administration and the Justice Department end up suing Georgia to get the law changed. And I'm hoping that it happens soon for my brothers and sisters in Georgia. Because if Georgia's law stands to pass, you will see a whole lot of other laws being being started in other states to suppress the vote. So we don't want the vote to be suppressed at all. We want the vote to go away. No more voter suppression. Vote for everybody. Free vote. After all, we have to believe in the Democrats. We have to believe in the process to retool the process. If you get what I'm saying. So, the other side of this, and and I'm going to admit, I have cried over this maybe six times since this trial started, is the murder of George Floyd. When it was first reported, I thought we had seen the whole video. And even then, I could not sit through the whole video because it just made my stomach sick. It made me angry. It made me want to hop on a plane (laughs) and do something about these men. And I'm using the term loosely who did this to this one man. The trial has started and I watched all nine plus minutes of that video. And then I I watched the video of when the cop was confronted by a bystander telling him he didn't have to do that. And all the cop can say without any remorse He's a big guy and he could have been on something. I have to breathe there because I can feel the tears welling up in my eyes. Because recently, I started going to a new doctor. And this doctor happens to be located in a posh area of my city. And as someone who's lived in my city for 40 plus years, I have never been afraid or apprehensive of going in any location. I walked into my doctor's appointment 
everything was good. They were nice people. But when I walked out, there was a white lady walking towards me. I am very non-threatening. Literally, when I go places, I am so comfortable in my dress. Because of my foot issues and my ankle issues, I wear sneakers. I'll wear a nice pair of jeans, a t-shirt, and a jacket. And that's what I happened to have on that day. This white lady, who was dressed similarly, came up the stairs and saw me Her eyes bugged out her head and she clutched her purse. She clutched her purse. Now, I don't know this woman's history and I don't care to know what her history is. But if I was... I'm sorry. If I was a threat, I would have been a threat. But for her to clutch her purse the way she did made me feel like some things will never change. I'm, <clears throat> I am a highly educated woman. I don't need to steal from anybody. I don't need to be threatening to anybody. I let my body of work do the talking for me. If she I know she thought she was protecting herself by clutching her purse. But I didn't want nothing that woman had. She dressed just like me. So she probably had the same $10 in her pocket like I did. (laughs) Let's be real. But the fact of the matter is, I was a black woman in a majority white area of my city. And it kind of stuck with me for a little bit because I'm sitting there and I'm just like, how, how, how did this happen? Why did this happen? Why did this one woman think I was so threatening that she had to clutch her purse? But the funny and interesting part about it 
is that she looked as old as I was. So I can just picture what she went through in her life. That she felt the need to clutch her purse. Maybe she was robbed once upon a time and it was a black person. Or maybe she was just raised that way. Who knows? But I had to bring that back to George Floyd. All the witnesses are tearing up and crying on the witness stand. And are, are remorseful. And I'm sorry if this may rub people the wrong way. But they had no control of that cop. Putting his knee on that man's neck for nine plus minutes as he called for his mother. I think Don Lemon said it perfectly tonight. He said that when people stop looking at the humanity of each other, we do we do not see what is right or what is wrong. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit and I'm adding a couple of words here and there. Um but it's so true. When you stop seeing a person as human. And that's what both this law and the trial is doing. Or the action that brought on the trial rather. They stopped looking at each other as human. And they started looking at each other as a foe. As an enemy. As someone that's different that I have to destroy. Instead of embracing you get tired, and and I'm I'm go, I'm gonna speak to about myself, but I get tired, I get weary, I get torn down of 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 trying to be just me around all these different diverse populations, so that people can see me as non-threatening. And as I watched that video with that man on the ground with his knee on with a knee on his neck it made me angry all over again. And I know some of you might say why did you watch it? Because you need to watch it. Everybody no matter what is your race, creed or religion need to watch that. And analyze. We all have to analyze. How did we get to this? Why did we get to this? We need to really sit down and have conversations. Not just with our peers. But with people of diverse thought, walks, and ways of life. And just say... I want to know what you're about. We don't do that anymore. Well, maybe we never did it. And maybe we should start. 
Because this is madness right now. You're taking away my vote because of my skin color or where I live. And then you send someone who do not see me as human to take my life. I'm trying to remember what year this is. Seriously, what year is this? I know our nation is not going to change overnight. I really do know. But we need to take a step in the right direction. And maybe that first step is I need to sit down and talk to you. No judgment. No blaming. But I need to understand. And maybe you need to understand what this is all about. Because this is craziness. And it should not be. When my mother grew up in Alabama, she had an opportunity as a young child to be part of an amazing movement to desegregate schools in Alabama. So she would have been one of the first students to go to an all-white school. Her guardians and family members, those who were taking care of her, made the decision not to allow her to continue. Part of me is happy that they did because maybe I would not be here. And then the other side of me is like, You could have made a change. Now don't get me wrong. The schools end up desegregated. And everything is a little bit better now. But. I'm starting to feel like. As a nation. We're headed back that way. The last administration wanted to bring us back to 1950 where America was great. And I had to, when I first heard that slogan, I said, depends who you ask on how great it was. Because if I remember what history said in the 50s, we, in 60s, we couldn't sit at the counter. We were riding in the back of the bus. And not by choice. I just want to leave you with this. As we continue to watch the George Floyd murder trial and the repercussions of the Georgia voters segregation bill 
and its lawsuits. I want everybody of the sound of my voice, whether you're black or white, orange or purple, Jewish or Baptist, to really think about if this was happening to me, to my people, to my family, how would I react? How would I handle it? What would I do? If you find yourself saying, it's time to make a change. It's time to protest. It's time to join a lawsuit or stuff or anything like that. Then you're on the right side of history. Especially if you're protesting and you're fighting for equal rights and safety. So I want to thank you for joining me this evening or today, I should say, on my little 30 minutes of today's subject. Being black is lit, but dangerous as fuck. AF. And I will be dropping around about 30 minute little broadcasts every week. Um, This one was a little late because unfortunately my cell phone died and I will be purchasing a new one relatively soon. So I hope to see you again. Please subscribe and like this podcast. Thank you and have a good night.